You're listening to Wholesaling Inc. Episode 94. It's hard to mess up a good deal. Like that's kind of what I've discovered is, you know, once somebody is really motivated, it's really almost impossible to mess that up. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. Investor Grit presents Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. Welcome to another episode of Wholesaling Inc. brought to you by Investor Grit. My name is Cody Hoffheim. I'll be the host today. And today we are going to deep dive yet another deal to hopefully help each one of you, our listeners, Rhino Nation, get one step closer to doing their first deal or maybe their second deal or whatever number it is that you will pull some gold nuggets from this podcast. And I am positive after looking at the story that we're going to share with you today with a Rhino, with a tribe member that's going to share everything, deep dive one of his deals. I know there will be a gold nugget or two that you can implement instantly that will help you get closer to your next deal. So today we have on our show, his name is Colby Wheeler. He's from Las Vegas, Nevada. He has uh, two kids. He joined the tribe back in October 2016, and he's already done 11 deals. Now, here's the best part about his story is just how well he has done with these deals. So of these 11 deals, nine of them have already closed, which has brought him in $140,000. And then here is the better part. With these three deals, with these couple deals that are out there waiting to close, it is another $150,000. So after all is said and done with these 11 deals, he'll be at $290,000 in from wholesaling. And we are going to deep dive some deals. And so without bringing up any more, sharing any more of his secrets, let's bring on Mr. Colby Wheeler. Colby, how you doing, my man? Good, Cody. How are you? Not too bad. I I love this. I feel like this podcast, uh, we've put on hold a couple times and I feel like it is like the perfect time. It's been meant for today. I'm excited about this. And I know (laughs) this story has been... uh, needing to be shared with our great nation to inspire other investors and other tribe members all across this great nation. So let's yeah, talk. I'm excited. Thanks. Uh, excited to kind of share some things with you guys. So cool. yeah, let's go. So tell me a little, fill us in a little bit. You're in Las Vegas. You're in the city that never sleeps. Is that really true, by the way? Uh, it's a pretty convenient town. So yeah. <laughs> awesome stuff. Now, with that being said, Give us a little bit of background. Tell us a little bit about maybe what you did prior to investing and what got you into investing. I've always had kind of the the bug for real estate. I had got into some other coaching programs, but you know nothing that ever really clicked for me. I was chasing foreclosures, you know, back in 2010 to you know, 2014 or so, but I never never really clicked for me or how to make money from that stuff. So, but then when I discovered Tom and Cody's podcast, man, that just the light bulb clicked and I just knew I could do that. And so just took a couple of simple strategies and did a few millers and found my first two deals before I even joined the tribe. So that was, that was kind of 
how I got involved. But my man, this is getting even better. <laughs> I forgot that you actually did your first couple deals just listening to the podcast, which is super awesome. That gives a not shout out to us, by the way. That's giving shout out to our students that deep dive their deals that you were able to find some gold nuggets, implement. But more importantly, this speaks highly of you that you heard it. You wrote it down and you took massive action. Was it easy? Was it with no mistakes? Like help our help our listeners understand. Like was this easy? And and did you just do it perfectly, just flawlessly? No, and I think that's kind of like that's something that I know about myself is I don't do things perfectly. I just I know once something an idea comes to me, I can just go and do it. I'm not really afraid to make mistakes per se, because I'm not the best salesperson. I'm not the, you know, the greatest talker with people or I just know. If, I just remember always hearing Tom, like if you have a good deal, it's hard to mess up a good deal. Like that's kind of what I've discovered is, you know, once somebody is really motivated, it's really almost impossible to mess that up unless you're, <laughs> I can, you know, unless you completely offend someone or something, but yeah, yeah. So. Well, perfect. So couple deals under your belt. Then you join the tribe. You you start going to town. You've obviously have done a lot since then. You've done nine deals. All this uh, being there for your kids. Like there's a lot going on. Are you still the one doing everything? Are you the one picking up the phones? Do you have a team in place? What does that look like? That's my my struggle right now. Is I'm just a you know the sole practitioner and. I need to transition out of that mindset and start, you know, getting a team in place because really that's, you know, I need to start building my business right now. I just have a, a job where I wear all the hats. And so it's becoming frustrating, especially when I send out mailers and I get inundated with phone calls. I'm like, holy crap, this sucks. <laughs> so <laughs> I was uh, a lot of my, a lot of my success has been from cold calling. And so I feel like good for you, man, when I, when I put down, you know, the time and effort and just start cold calling. And, and, and I find a lot of stuff from return mail pieces. I dig through those and I skip trace a lot of those. And so that's where I start cold calling people and start digging into. And I find a lot of deals that way. Super smart. And I hope everyone listened to that. A, the fact that he's not afraid to wear all the hats. B, that he's not afraid to pick up the phone and cold call people. And then the other gold nugget is the return mail. Guess what? If you're getting return mail, guess who else is getting return mail? The other investor that is mailing to the same person. So what are you doing to differentiate yourself from that investor? And Colby just nailed it. He is taking that mail and skip tracing, finding out where these people live or finding a contact number and calling them, reaching out to them and talking to them. Guess what that also means? Colby's probably the only one on this deal because not many investors are doing that. They kind of just do the one and done, put it in the mail. If it comes back, throw it in the garbage. Colby doesn't. He is skip tracing and finding these individuals and finding great deals that way. And this was what leads to huge amounts of success, by the way. So awesome for that. Let's kind of go right into it. Is this, uh, is this a good time to rock and roll and get these people fired up about what you have done recently and share one of your, uh, your, your deals right now? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let's go through this and let's walk it down granular. At any point, if you feel me kind of like slow you down, it's because I literally want this step by step so that we can literally help everyone that's listening to this podcast pull something out and implement it. So let's take it right from the very beginning. 
and 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 walk me through it. Meaning, what was your strategy for marketing? And then let's go through the whole entire uh, approach. Let's start right there. How 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 were you going to be uh, finding this home? How did you find this home? Uh, this this home I found just from knocking doors, and specifically I was targeting homes with equity in a neighborhood. So. Now, how do you come across that? What is the the means to know when you're in a neighborhood and you're getting ready to knock a door that you know the door you're knocking is potentially a home that has equity? How how did you come across that knowledge? So I I use a a service called Property Radar and it it's a pretty detailed service, but it only works on it only works in certain states on the West Coast. So I believe Nevada, Arizona, California. Oregon and Washington. So um, East Coast, sorry to yeah. not help you here. <laughs> <laughs> so they they pulled data from all of the counties in those in those states. Uh-huh. I'd say the majority of the counties that all that's public information, and so they they organize all that data into a, a property profile for each property. And so you can go into the map view on your phone, and it'll pull up a map of where you're at located, and the, and then you can do a layer that shows homes with equity. And it's all kind of a guesstimate. It's never accurate, but sure. But and so it's I just at least a walking. filter to give you a, a, yeah. a chance, right? Okay, right. And the reason being, I did this was I was just uh, I was getting a little frustrated because I hadn't done a deal in a few months, and I was like, man, I got to make something happen because a lot of my income I depend depends on what you know what I make is what I depend on, and so. Like man, I'm running out of money. I need to go just knock doors. <laughs> and so I just found this neighborhood, and you know, I'd went through a couple streets, and then I found one home that you know looked distressed, and it popped up as you know there was probably at least eighty percent equity or something in the home. Wow. What were the signs of distress when you say distress? Because um, you're looking, and the home says, "Okay, this home potentially has has." Uh, equity and now you're looking at it says not only does that equity it looks distressed what were the signs right. of distress these are older homes home was built in the probably the 70s and this home had not been updated at all and you know and so the yard was yard just dirt dirt lawn you know dirt dirt front yard and the paint and everything just looked really old and the garage door everything just looked old and outdated compared to the other homes around it and so I just went and knocked on the door. Didn't wasn't quite sure, you know, the home could have been vacant. It looked like from the outside, but went and knocked, and the older gentleman answered. And how was said, that? Was it awkward? Like here you are asking them. Usually you get pests, right? That just like come right. knock in your home, and they're like, "Hey, you want us to spray your yard for spiders?" And you're like, "Come on!" <laughs> like read this sticker. It says no solicitation. Like come on. Right. So every, is it an awkward every, conversation? Uh, it's it's always a little nerve wracking, you know, because you never know what response you're gonna get, but. I'm always willing to at least try, but uh, <laughs> there's key uh, guys. Listen to this, like this is awesome. I don't care, like it's going to be hard. There could be someone's going to chew me out, but I don't care. I'm going to at least try. I absolutely love that mindset. I think what gives me that mindset mostly is because I've tasted, you know, the the reward of of wholesaling sure. and you know the dollar amounts that you know the upside of everything, and so it's like, man. My fears are afraid of being object, you know, being told no or whatever. I'm like, it doesn't really bug me anymore, just because I'm like, dude, I just need, I just need one deal right now, because <laughs> it could be huge. But so you knock so, on this door, gentleman answers the answers the uh, door, 
And let's kind of break down the gist of this conversation. Yeah. So he'd said, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm looking to retire and, you know, I'd definitely be open to wanting to sell my home. It's like, I get, I get letters in the mail every month. And so, you know, tell me what, tell me what your offer is. And I'm like, well, I can't, I can't really make an offer right now on, on the spot, but you know, I'd happy to do some research and get back to you. Can I have your phone number? He said, yeah, sure. And he gave me his phone number. And so we just talked at the door pretty briefly. And then uh, a few days later, I think it was like the following, the first of the week, the following week, and followed up with them. And he's like, hey, I've been, I've been thinking about you. I was waiting for you to give me a call. <laughs> I was like, oh, great. Well, <laughs> Waiting like, well, on think, you? Uh, Come on, yeah. Colby. <laughs> so I, I, uh, we talked and I gave him a number. I kind of I asked him what he what his number was first. I was trying to get the number out of him, and he said, "Well, you're the one that knocked on my door, so you you tell me, you know, <laughs> what's what your price is." <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, I don't even know what what what's ballpark for you. You know, are you in the one one fifteen area, hundred fifteen thousand? He's like, "Oh no, you're gonna have to come up from there." And so he's like, "I'm thinking more." I'm thinking more like 125, and I'm like, um, you know, I don't, I don't think I can make that work. And so that's kind of the number we got hung up on. And I hung up the phone with them. You know, I just said, you know, I don't think I can make that work. If something changes for me, I'll give you a call back. And he said, okay. I hung up, and then I did my math again. I'm like, man, I think I can get, if I can get him at one. What did I do? I think I did one eight. Uh huh. And, and what was his home fixed up? Like, if you fix it up, what were you seeing? Like, what so that they can kind of so our listeners can kind of see of what this home could be. What's the value of this home after it was fixed up? While you're looking that up, listeners, if you're listening to some of this thing, this is what's key: is marketing. You never know when it's going to work, right? So the whole point behind marketing is stay consistent because it does come down to three things: it's sending the right message to the right person at the right time. This gentleman had told Colby multiple times, like, I have been receiving letters and I've received letters often about my house. So here's the best part. He was receiving the message. The right person was receiving it. It just wasn't the right time when he was receiving it. But then Colby came along, knocked on his door, and it now happened to be the right message to the right person at the right time. So he who stays consistent with their marketing is going to be the one that finds more deals, is going to be the investor that closes more deals. The moment you stop marketing and being consistent with your marketing, that is the moment when your business will completely fall apart. You always have to be marketing. And this is huge for Colby because he was the right message to the right person at the right time. And here he's going to talk and break down this deal for us. All right. Did that kind of give you a little bit of a a time break to give us a, a number? Yeah, so I think it's it was probably worth one. You probably get one eighty five. I think was what when the investor bought it. That was kind of his prices. So of like fixed one, up, that's what it'd be. Fixed up value, yeah. Okay, so you end up putting this home under contract. He wanted one twenty five. You were hoping one fifteen, and then it openly moved up. Did you say one eighteen was the number that you guys finally came up to? Yeah, one eighteen. I wholesaled that and I sold that to an investor and ended up making nineteen nineteen thousand five hundred on that one. Nineteen 
1,500. You went right to the shebang before I could even get a victory bell ready. <laughs> Hold on one second. All right. $19,000 on assignment. So you put this under contract at 118. Now, was it, was it just you? Because those are, those are tighter numbers in the sense of right off the bat, if I had those same numbers, I don't know if in my mind I would think, oh, I just scored, I just scored a slam dunk that could pay me $19,000. Like, was this something that instantly an investor wanted or was this something that took some time? What did that look like when you were talking to uh, some of your cash buyers? It was pretty quick. Vegas is um, there's not a lot on the on the market right now, so there's an, you know there's a demand for inventory. A lot of rehabbers are just kind of taking whatever they can get because they know by the time they're done with their rehab, you know, homes are appreciating pretty quick down here. Man, so yeah, oh, they're they're definitely hungry. Buyers are hungry down here. And so what is I that? One thirty-seven. Is that right? My math right? 19,000 19, on 118, 137. So sold it for 137. Yeah. My So tell me this. Is that like the best knock like on a door, the highest paid knocking you've ever had in your life? Or do you continue to do this approach? I mean, for knocking doors, that was amazing. But my first two deals, we made... <laughs> I don't know how I got so lucky, but first two deals in one month. They generated like ninety thousand dollars, and Holy these were vacant. Smokes. We vacant need to move homes. to Vegas. Everyone listening to this podcast, <laughs> let give like, him some competition, and let's move to Vegas. I, I think when I did that, I was like, "Man, that was just luck." Like, I don't know how I, they were in the same neighborhood, vacant homes. We just got them for dirt cheap, and nobody thought the people that are selling them. They're just like, "Oh, you know, yeah, we'll sell them to whatever." whatever sure. amount and so sure. but we ended up not even touching them we just i mean we gutted them out and then just put them back on the mls like we hold like those cash, two deals so. for a cash offer yeah so they're out there i mean i can't say like yeah only once in a blue moon but they those deals are out there where you can make twenty thousand or more and, them, and so. that is so true like i sit here and i tell people like it doesn't come often but it comes often enough like right. it seems like once every quarter, uh, if you're lucky, hopefully once every month, but once mm. every quarter you come across one and there's sometimes that I really don't even know what I have. Sometimes it's just going out there, taking imperfect action, putting a home under contract for as low as possible and then turn it around. And then all of a sudden I've put out a price before where we tried to, uh, assign a, a deal to a, to a investor and we started at 279 and it ended up getting bidded up to 300,000. And so I didn't know that was going to happen. I just didn't. Right. I had no idea it was going to happen. And so that changes the game. I mean, that's a $21,000 increase from what you even thought was possible. And so right. there's little things like that too, that happen in this game that I, I absolutely love. And those are kind of like those, uh, those, uh, the, the gravy on top, right. Which is, which mm-hmm. is super sweet. So from there, $19,000, super awesome. What is like a typical to kind of help maybe uh, some of our new listeners, if they were to get a deal and they had a deal that paid them $19,000, what could they see Colby do with that money? Like how much money would you be putting right back into marketing? How much money would you be taking home? Like, do you have any of those numbers set up? I try and do half. So I do 50%. I mean, I obviously put taxes away. I followed the 
Profit First. I know Profit it. Profit First. I yeah. love it. That's a good book. Everyone listening. That was like Profit one of the first, first books Tom told me to read when we first got on the call together. And, you know, that's a just a really simplistic way to, to do your accounting. Especially for me, I'm not familiar, never have any background in accounting. It's very simple to follow and just methodical. So it's that's that's what I do. Pay the taxes, take out 50%. And then I put that money aside because I don't have a lot of operation costs. Sure. So, you know, I don't have anybody working for me. So I put that money aside and try and spend that money just on, you know, marketing pieces or I spend a lot of money in, in skip tracing. And so, you know, that, that was a kind of a service oh, that I use each month um, to find deals. So that's yeah. where some of the money goes to. But well, Colby, so, yeah. if you were to say something that would, resonate and help individuals out that are listening. And we have a lot of new listeners that are listening, maybe even for their first time on this podcast. And we welcome you guys. Thanks for being part of this. But Colby, how could you help then? If you were to start all over right from the very beginning, what's one piece of advice that you would give out to these these people trying to get into wholesaling? What would you say is probably one of the most crucial things for them to do? Not being afraid to, to sound like an idiot. Um, I think that just comes across as being more real with people instead of sounding more salesy and saying the perfect things at the right time. Uh, you know, it's just taking action and not being afraid to make mistakes. And, you know, it's, it's little things, especially when you usually have other jobs or taking care of kids, you know, it's, it's, if you can accomplish a couple things a day and making a couple phone calls a day, like it's just slow progress. That's, that's fine. You know, you'll, you'll eventually you'll get something, land something. So it's just, you know, simple progress and not being afraid to make mistakes. Absolutely. I love it. So go out there, make mistakes. It's okay. The successful people, all the people that you know that are successful, that you see as successful individuals, Colby nailed this like right on the head of the nail. And that is, They are not afraid to go make mistakes. In fact, Thomas Edison, one of his quotes talks about uh, he did not fail. He just found 10,000 ways that didn't work. So if you can just not look at it as failure, go out there, make mistakes. It's okay. But you're going to find ways that don't work. But every time you find a way that doesn't work, you're also getting closer to finding the way that does work. And you're miles ahead of the person that's not trying anything at all. And I can promise you that. What about a book? What book? You've mentioned Profit First, which I would highly recommend if you're looking on how to run finances for your business or how to operate your wholesaling business, read Profit First. It's a simple book that teaches you how to make uh, make your business profitable. But besides that book, what would be like a, a book that you would share saying, hey, this is a great mindset book or hey, this book has helped me accomplish so much. What would that be? Man, I've been through so many books the past year. I think one... <laughs> Not really business related, just mindset. Really, a book called uh, "Man's Search for Meaning," which is just a fascinating book with you know putting things in perspective as far as life. It is a great book on a guy that went through the Holocaust. So, I mean, I don't know. That's just something that's on my mind right now. I've just been recently reading, so not really business related, but more just life in general. But it's a it's a good book. That's uh, and profit, now on profit my first. That's that's always a great reference. That's now on my list. I've never read that book, but I love a good uh, referral on a good book. So I am going to be <laughs> going to the Amazon super quick. I feel like Amazon owns me when it comes to books. By the way, <laughs> 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 so 
So that's exciting stuff. Well, Colby, I want to personally thank you. I, I know there's so many people out there that are looking to get into wholesaling, that they're listening to your story and they're like, I've got this. I've got this. I know Colby has made a lot of money doing this, but I've also heard that it hasn't been easy. He made mistakes. It sounds like you're a pro, but you're willing to always tell people humbly, no, I made mistakes. Like I made a lot of mistakes, but it's those mistakes that was your education. So many people get into that analysis paralysis and they go to YouTube and they go to Google and they go to this and they go to that and they keep educating themselves and they get over analytical and end up being uh, in paralysis where you're just saying, no, just go out there. Like take a little tidbit, take a little gold nugget and go implement it and then come back and adjust if needed. Or you might find out that that's working so good for you. You just add to it. And uh, I love it, Colby. Thank you so much for sharing that wisdom, sharing those gold nuggets. And I know so many people that are going to be pumped after listening to this podcast. Cool. Thanks for having me on. It was, it was a pleasure sharing. Awesome stuff. Well, I know you're going to be going right back to work. You're an action taker. You're someone that goes out there and finds your next deal. It won't be long before you have a team in place. I know it. I can feel it. You're wanting it. And uh, you're definitely going to find a way to make that happen. I know you are. So Rhino Nation, this has been yet another amazing episode where one of our tribe members, Colby Wheeler, has broken down yet another deal step-by-step so that you can hopefully grasp onto some kind of knowledge, some kind of a like a gold nugget that you can pull away and implement today. The power behind this podcast is not just listening to it. You can feel great about it. It can build you up. It can inspire you. But remember, where it counts is when you pull this information from it and go implement it. If you can do that, it'll get you one step closer to your first deal. And it only takes one. That's it. It only takes one to get the bug to where you want to do this full-time, nonstop, where you eat, sleep, and drink wholesaling, and it will be great for you. If you guys personally need help building your wholesaling business, go over to our link. That's wholesalinginc.com. This is our website. It's wholesalinginc.com. You can click to book a call with one of our team members. And if we love what you have to say, we just might invite you to be part of the tribe. Until next time, Rhino Nation, take care and we'll see you soon. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at InvestorGrit.com by joining the mailing list, as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.